very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hi, everyone, and welcome to your favorite figure skating podcast, the podcast where we talk about all the things that make us kiss and make us cry. This is obviously the run through. I'm Adam Rippon. Why did I say it like that? I'm so sorry. It's obviously the run through. (laughs) If you didn't know that, then you didn't know. Yeah, you you're, you're you lost know? on the internet if you didn't know that. <laughs> and for that, we are sorry that you found us. I am one of your hosts, Ashley Wagner, and I am joined by not one guest, Sarah Hughes, not Olympic champion, but two, Kirsten Moore Towers. Welcome to the pod. We're yeah, so excited two non Olympic champions are joining us. I was you. just going to say, also, what? I'm not an Olympic champion. <laughs> there are four not Olympic champions right. on this podcast currently. This um, is a podcast that. for not Olympic champions by, by not Olympic champions. champions. Yes. Yeah. We'll make that. sure to never have a single Olympic champion on this podcast. No. Well, I want Sarah Hughes Olympic champion on it because That's I want different. It's impossible. They can't exist in the same place at the same time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it hasn't been proven yet that we're different people. Um, but we're really blessed today with um, our incredible guest. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm an avid listener and a super fan. Okay, and do you have any notes? It, um, you know what? When I was preparing for this this morning, I kept um, just humming Bolero. <laughs> that's a great it's a great way Good. to prepare yes yeah I, it gets you in the zone <laughs> you are ready you are ready and you know what you're already a step ahead of me because you didn't call it tosca <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true <fair. laughs> and it sounds like she sort of knew the tune when she was humming it she sort of knew the tune listen so you know what? there is so much internet version. debate on my side <laughs> that, that she is said she was humming goes. your version yeah, so, that's the one I hear. Do you know what else is a fave of mine is um, Take Four? <laughs> Take Four. I love that song. <laughs> it's a greatest hit. And you know what? One of my greatest hits, at least. Um, Take Four the appreciation. is... It's often overlooked by Take Five. Right. Often. That's true. Con- well, people, constantly. They forget to take that extra one. So they always do take four. But then when you remember to do take five, it's just sort of like everyone's done that. But they've they've taken too many. Right. Too many. Yeah. It's... yeah except for Patrick Chan, who took just enough. Just the right he amount. He did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And that's why he's an Olympic champion. And, and we'll never be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because right. he took five. <laughs> so um, well, here's the thing. We have lacked uh, a finesse in the pairs uh, category, which mm. that you which you do have, KMT. You have the finesse. You've always had it. You have it now. Um, and so we're. You also have um, pairs skating experience, right? At least right. that's the rumor that we have been spreading about you mm-hmm. a little bit. Because we yeah. spread rumors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I we want to talk to you. We want to talk to you about pairs because pairs needs some some love mm-hmm. it needs to be given appropriate attention mm-hmm. and we're bringing you on to just basically tell us what it's all about yeah and tell like what have your thoughts skating. been tell, tell us about what pairs. is it <laughs> it's two as one we've heard we about it that. um there are two what? skaters 
yeah so like as we free skater that i know that tries pair skating likes it more than free skate i'm just gonna say that that's all i'm saying i mean i believe that what are they trying what are they trying? I will never go above a man's head <laughs> against my will or by will. What about, it's okay. probably not for you then. You should <laughs> not. Be- <laughs> not against or by will? Yeah. <laughs> Specifically by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend you try it then. But actually, I was going to say famously. It's not famously at all. When I was a kid, I was really against pair skating. Really against it. I just wanted to. That's famous. So I've heard that. Well, it's famous now. It is now, yeah. yeah to all the Red well, Bulls what was it? What was it about I, pairs that you just weren't into? At the time, I think I wanted to be Joanne Rochette, and she's not a pair skater. So I thought that that was okay. kind of the avenue for me. But as I get older and I think about it, I think the reason, which is a little deeper, prepare yourself, is because they, everyone wanted me to try it because I was so short. And they okay. said, oh, you're good at pairs. You're so short. And once I skated pairs and liked pairs, I realized that that really bugged me because I want to be good at it for something that I'm in control of and not something because of you know how it was born that I can't control and so I like want to be good at pairs because I like connecting with a partner and I like to fly and I like to be fearless and all these things that are part and parcel with being a pair skater and not because I am under five feet tall doesn't hurt to be under five feet though no it doesn't though it's not (laughs) common anymore it's really not yeah no too many kids are drinking milk and I think kids are tall yeah and they're a lot taller yeah, these the days. hormones. Yeah. yeah, there's sort of there's a little too much natural selection going on. <laughs> yes, Getting, you know, weeding out the shorter people among us. Are you under five feet tall? Yes. How wow. under? Uh, I think that since retirement, I'm four eleven. When I skated, oh. I was almost four eleven. Well, so. congratulations on really getting a couple more almost inches there thanks but it's kind of a thing now i think if i got to five feet i would be kind of bummed because it's not as cool in my brain just probably what i right. the novelty as a child being under five feet <laughs> that's probably a coping mechanism from years of being made fun of for being so short no but look at you now <laughs> you're tall you're standing taller than ever <laughs> that's right by half an inch <laughs> okay so <laughs> So since when you were younger, you didn't really want to be a pair skater. Tell me now, what is your favorite part of pair skating? Um, it's a good question. I love pair, pair skating so much. I think that's why I love commentating pair skating because I want mm-hmm. other people to know how, how great it is. I think for me, my favorite part is being lifted and trying different lifts, but I also like to tell a story with a partner and have someone to experience the good stuff with, but also the not so good stuff. It's, it's nice to have somebody there with you experiencing that. And it's special, I think in a way that we don't get in a lot of sports with either no team at all, or with a bigger team, it's such an interpersonal business relationship. And I have been really lucky to have good ones, have really great partners that make it enjoyable for me. You know, on the note of like sharing the good and the not so good stuff, how do you deal with somebody else like on a daily basis? Because yeah. I'm losing mm-hmm. my hair thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And my eyelashes are falling out. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I could do that. I feel like I'm cuckoo enough apart. on my own. 
how how do you work with somebody else? I'm I'm like crying. <laughs> this like, coming from a married man, yes. just cannot <laughs> yeah. imagine being with someone on a daily basis. No, well, getting <laughs> you know lifted what? or thrown by that person. I mean, pair skating is a team sport. It is. We are solo athletes. Yes, through and through. Yeah, I like if someone made a mistake and I didn't, I'd be pissed. <laughs> you know what? This so funny is my. I mean, I know you all know, but my fiance is a former free skater he's skated on his own mm-hmm. and uh similar to you just can't understand and sometimes if there's ever something going on he'll say well why don't you just say this I'm like because that's a terrible idea and not good communication <laughs> at all so <laughs> you're not alone i think it helps in my case to um skate with michael marinero who's the easiest person that exists in the world but mm-hmm. it's just i think you learn really young um if you're lucky good lessons in communication and how to not place blame. And in our experience, when somebody makes a mistake, if I make a mistake, I am devastated. And and Mike will try to, you know, talk me off the ledge and vice versa. If he makes a mistake, I've never been angry. Mm. I mostly am relieved that I didn't make one, you know. So <laughs> right. I think it's it's different when you experience it. And until you're in that actual place of competing as a team member, it's hard to put yourself in that position. You'd be fine, I'm sure. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have well, to, I, I feel like there are some yeah. pairs out there who are not fine. That's totally. true. Um, I've trained with a few. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like part of the reason that in addition to none of us ever doing pair skating, me never doing any skating at all, um, ha- have had trouble like with our pairs analysis throughout this season is because we feel like the discipline is in such a weird place right now like kind of a transitional phase yeah, but I don't I'm curious if you things. agree with that characterization or like what you kind of think of the overall landscape of the discipline right now yeah I I definitely see what you're saying I think what we're lacking is that like one or two superstar teams mm-hmm. for so long we've had like a bunch of good pair teams but then we've had a couple that are just so insane and easy to get behind mm-hmm. and um the team that you know is gonna either win or or come second if something happens and right now in my opinion we don't really have that we have a lot of good a lot of really good i was making a list in preparation it was just kind of like oh my god there's a lot of good stuff prepared there's a Your lot success of success makes so here. much sense to me <laughs> yeah. it comes with a list a notepad written note pen to paper yeah. Never yeah, has there been a notepad on this podcast. You're solve you were the, the most prepared member. <laughs> but there's no, you know, we saw at the beginning of the season and we thought maybe it would be Deanna and Max who would be mm-hmm. that one team that would be for sure the champions and everyone else would fight for the rest. And then it actually seemed like maybe that's not the case. There were teams that were challenging them. So I think it is in a weird spot because of that lack of like superstar. If you know what I mean. That's so true. I mean, I totally hear you. It's that, I mean, even, I I mean, I'm guilty of saying, of doing exactly what you're explaining right now, where when Haza and Volodin were skating this year, I was like, they won, but like, I don't know who they are. Like, I'm the grandmaster of who can (laughs) win. But it's like, you want that familiarity to be like, I can be behind this, this, I get it. And like, you can start to appreciate it instead of analyze it a bit. Does that make sense? Totally. And we're, you know, we we have the Japanese team, but they were injured and mm-hmm. are in a different place of preparation than they would have been last year. 
at Four Continents. And, you know, we're, we don't have Alexa and Brandon this season, which especially as American viewers and skaters, that's a big void in pair skating. I mean, yeah. in the mm-hmm. world it is, but especially in the States. And so I think that's just kind of what, you know, I find myself missing Sway and Han. I want to watch Sway and Han skate. It's I not will never because... not be missing them. Yeah. I'm right. thinking about them constantly. Constantly. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Not, I think about them once a week. there's not good stuff. It's just we don't have that familiar name that we've been standing behind for so long. We have a lot of exciting new teams that could have some longevity. And then maybe in four years, that's the team you stand behind. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We're just in that like rebuilding phase of seeing who's actually going to continue to thrive and grow and stay together. Who knows in pair skating, really? And it's like weird to be in that place two years from an Olympics. I feel totally. like, yeah. you know, we're so close to Milan. Yeah. Already. Yeah. This and- feels like a post Olympic season, like mm-hmm. right, right after the Olympics where teams have just kind of broken up. People are new. It just feels like we're missing that refinement. But when you're talking about a bunch of good teams, to the listeners, can you kind of explain what would be taking these teams from good and pushing them into that great stratosphere? And to the listeners, we are the listeners. Because we're going, (laughs) okay, I have my notepad out now. (laughs) Tell me (laughs) what I should say. Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you, and then I'm going to test you later, just so you know. Good. I'd um, love a test. And obviously just my opinion, but I think these teams, if you break them apart element by element, they a lot of them have what it takes. They just are not in a place together, in my opinion, as teams yet, where they're iconic. Do you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. they have a program that makes you just sit back and not even really pay attention because it's just so incredible that you're just mm-hmm. kind of letting it happen in front of your face, like Swain Han or like um, Savchenko Maso, like Duhamel Radford, where we had these teams who were doing all elements with such ease and speed and positive GOE, but also effortlessly and without a doubt and with programs that we can mm-hmm. get behind. And now we're seeing these less veteran teams who have fantastic pair elements, really, really good pair elements and the ability to be there but just not um, that like it factor yet. And I don't think that means they're not going to get it. I think some of them have it already, um, but it's just that lack of maybe time together and um, working through what kind of program and what kind of music you want to skate to and what will be most impactful. And I mean, we're seeing that with the Italian team who at Conti and Nachi, who are third last year at Worlds, they just did a competition and they changed their short from a short to last season. And that to me is like, okay, well, obviously we weren't confident in this short program if three weeks before Worlds were back to when we did last year. Which, by you the know? way, I liked the short program they had before. <laughs> you liked Grandparents' Love Story. Yeah, that was Especially nice. that their love story is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. Well, Even well. more impact. <laughs> No, it's so Italian. The, see, that that star quality of doing like <laughs> some dramatic cuckoo thing of like, no, we're going to go back to my grandfather's wedding song, even though we as a couple broke up. Like that to me, like that's what like a, a world champion would do. That's so crazy. And yeah, and both have other new significant others. This whole thing Good. to me is wild. But I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge me fan too. of that team. I, mean, I just... When that happened, I was like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't make me feel confident for you. 
you know, and, and maybe that's the right choice. It's very possibly the right choice. I don't know. We'll see in three weeks. But now recycling both programs from last season is just... As someone who has done that... <laughs> Go on. Um, the green queen. It, it, uh, it signals a, a lack of confidence, which <laughs> is really surprising to me because I think that they're... I had no confidence in 2018, let me tell you. Surprise to no one but myself that year. Um, <laughs> no, but I think that they are a team that I, I'm most excited about this season. I really, really like them. And I hope that they can kind of get themselves into a position where they skate with just more ownership in their talent because I think they're fabulous. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I think of, like, to go back to Haza and Velodin, I think that they do really beautiful elements. But, yeah, they I'm not transcended into that place of, like, one thing seamlessly goes right into another. And I know they're a super new team. Um, but when you said that, I was like, that's exactly what I'm missing. I can, And I'm curious, like, when you're skating with someone, how long does it take to get that sense? And I'm sure it's, it varies, but, like, it must be so important to have that you can complete each other's sentences. You know exactly what the other's thinking. Like when you get, you know, there's so there's so much of a dynamic between the two people of needing to always and constantly be in sync. Yeah. I mean, that must be almost impossible to do when you're a brand new team. Yeah, totally. I had a pair coach once who told me it takes three years for a team, three seasons. I don't know where he pulled that from. He was an experienced air coach. I don't know if that has any merit or not, but we we see sometimes teams getting together and then their elements are really good, mm. like Minnie mm-hmm. and Nikita. And like we saw with Leah and Trent last year, like figuring out how to do pair elements really quickly, but inherently knowing where your partner is and knowing how to correct a misstep if something happens and how to respond to your partner's nerves, maybe if that's necessary. This This stuff takes time. You literally can't, do that without time there's no yeah. like rush process you can't like pay the rush fee you know and get this done faster you just have to put in the hours and a lot of these teams don't have the hours the bill of a few rush fees <laughs> yeah I would have we could use fee. a few rush fees can we get <laughs> down here rushed? in the states i think yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no but you're right i mean like i mean i even know from just in single skating there are some skaters that when they go to a competition, they skate up. And there are some skaters mm. that they need to do so much in practice because they'll skate exactly the same way they do in practice, if not a little worse. Doesn't mean it's better. I was like that, where I had Me to too. do 155% at home. And Ashley would be the person who would be like, I'm going to do it. And then she'd show up at competition. Everything would be 20 to 30% better than she oh, would yeah. do. It was like the lights I were on. I was a trash skater about percent so of the season. And then as soon as I got under those lights, baby, let's go. But yeah. Where like, do you if find you're... that confidence? I would have loved to have had that. No, I don't think oh, it's confidence. Just... I think it's panic. Mm. Yes. And I mean that in a, like, I just it's think adrenaline. some people's, uh, some people respond yeah. to that sort of panic if i didn't have the adrenaline i couldn't do it yeah so that's why small events were bad for me and that's why i stopped going to like uh i'm trying liberty <laughs> many moons ago yeah I when you, you were such a, a constant figure at liberty 
<laughs> I was though. Where where where's Ashley at Liberty? <laughs> they always they said that the first year you stopped. Well, how can this go on? How can this go on? I cherry blossom. I was the mainstay. That is good in knowing that it is not a benefit to you to go to a small event because I would have forced that to be like, no, actually, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what other people do. This oh, is yeah. what's supposed to happen. And maybe to my detriment. And that's actually a good call. Well, but if you know. have to work with another person and say like your partner is like me, an absolute terror in training and then can like skate up to an event, but you need that constant practice. Yeah. Are you just not compatible as a team if it's kind of like that? Or do you have to find a way to make it work? Yeah. I mean, we see a lot of times where teams break up seemingly because they're not compatible because skating is too hard to go in every day and work Mm. with someone that you hate or that you can't work well with or that you have different goals than. And I think that's why we see often the split team splitting and getting back together when they seeming or sorry not getting back together getting together with another partner when seemingly there's nothing wrong that was always annoying to me when you have people chiming in with why this broke up I'm like well you don't actually know anything about what they're going through on a day-to-day basis and sometimes it's just not worth it yeah it's actually such a good point yeah I I never thought of it like I never thought of it that way because I'm definitely the person that's like why did they break up they were like at their peak, they were great. But we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, mm. I got a lot of that when Dylan and I split. And yeah. I won't, of course, go into that. And I will say that it has nothing to do with Dylan. Dylan is fantastic. But there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that nobody knew. And people were so upset. And it just, I just couldn't be in that partnership anymore. It was not healthy for me to be in the partnership. And people get so angry about things they don't know anything about. I mean, it's the dynamic of two people. Even just thinking about that, I'm like, if Ashley and I skated together, together? we'd both be in jail. I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. Thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting nervous and my throat is closing up a little bit. (laughs) I have hives. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I've poisoned both of you so that I could win. Well, uh, and you would do that to us. Oh my goodness, we have a furry guest on this podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> furry guest was making noise, so I tried to stealthily get her without anyone knowing, but we all know now. So. No, well, because <laughs> she, she was going, hey, why are people mad at my mom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what she Back was saying. Back off. Yeah. So you don't know she what's going on behind the scenes. work environment. <laughs> and she's old, so she was there. She's around. She was there. <laughs> she's right. like, I remember those days. <laughs> they were hard. Do you have favorite teams this season? Like, as we're getting ready for Worlds, I mean, are you willing to kind of make any predictions? Or do you have, like, you know, three teams? Are you excited about? You know what? Well, before I'm excited about something, we don't know yet which Italian teams are going. And I wish they could all go because I'm excited about all of them. And so it's hard for me to predict which ones I'm excited about when I don't know which ones actually will be there. Um, I really like the Japanese team. And Mm -hmm. I am interested to see, we've seen them at four continents and obviously that's not a great indicator of what will happen at worlds because they were just back from injury. Um, I really like Deanna and Max. I think they have a nice, not a nice, they have a cool story and they do a lot of really good stuff. I will say at the beginning of the season, they were on fire at Skate Canada. It was insane. It looked like it was theirs to lose. And throughout the rest of the season, it's been a little bit up and down. So I think I'm kind of like you guys. And I wonder if that's why 
the discipline is sometimes difficult to get behind right now because there is, you know, listen to me talking about who I like. I'm so well, I like this person and this person right. and this person. And I literally have no idea what's mm. going to happen. Um, USA has a really good team, but they've also been injured. So who knows what they're going to show up looking like. We haven't even seen them do a long program this season. Yeah. I feel like when you were talking about iconic programs that, like a lot of these teams haven't done that. The only program that came to mind was when Riku and Ryuchi were doing Hallelujah, which I feel like was really like, you know, they maybe had not reached their peak abilities as a team, but I felt like that program was so good for them. And it's just such a shame that they've had this momentum stall because yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like they're on track to be that team that we all want to support and be behind. Mm. And I think we do, right? Like, I think we do. We're not yeah, in the- not to we say, do. oh, I'm not supporting them. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> you know I know what, what I mean. mean. Yeah. It just is, we don't know what's going to happen at Worlds. I think we'll all support them and cheer for them. But who knows if, if they can be on the podium, dependent on how the injury is going. I will say they are the right athletes to recover from something like that. They're extremely hard workers. They have a good rapport with one another. They have similar work ethic they're in a good pair school so i do believe that if they're healthy and if they had enough time to recover they can do it and you based on what we saw from them last year they could win mm-hmm. if they're right. recovered enough we just don't it's just like a bit of a question mark for them it's a question mark for um spencer and emily are, are they recovered enough that could be a good opportunity for them and then these italian teams all three are fantastic but only two will go which brings right. me to, do you guys think that we should have a wild card spot? Yes. I yeah. really want that. Yeah, well, How and would you I think, work it out? Well, I think there should be a, a different system for maybe for reallocating spots when a country maybe earns spots that it can't use. I'm not saying that's the exact situation here, but sometimes you see like a country that has one great team or one great skater and so they earn two spots um or three spots or something and then they they can't can't use them and Mm -hmm. instead of it going to say a third spot for italy in this situation again this is not the exact scenario but i'm kind of Mm -hmm. i'm spitballing here but in in that case it would just go to the next country that earned one spot rather than going to like a, a country like Italy who may deserve a second or third spot. So I think that would be interesting for them to look at the way that they reallocate spots when they're not usable. But I love the idea of a, a wild card too. I do too. Yeah, I just, it's such a shame that one of those teams will And the criteria either. should be if you're doing a CATS program or one <laughs> of your three teams is doing a CATS program and Automatic one partner entry. looks incredibly uninterested in it every time then you but should win get Europeans. a wild card spot. But they have to win Europeans. Yeah, you have to win Europeans looking uninterested. Because then in you're Europeans. the wild yeah. cat, not the wild card. <laughs> there should also be a wild cat spot. the most entertaining program. No, it wasn't. Yes. Was it really? Yes. By by who? Them? It is by, entertaining. In the ISU by the choreography. It no, is. We okay, talked that about is true. these awards, Ashley. They're an unhinged. Didn't Mia Hamada get coach of the year? Yes. Okay, I'm going to move on. So from, from the ISU Awards. Move on. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not. Do you wanna, Just... I think we should swan dive into that. <laughs> or out of it. <laughs> I 
I do think that, that that what is voting because I don't think who I think there are bots. There have to be some Swiss bots that are voting in the specifically IFU. Swiss ones. Yeah, neutral Swiss. Swiss bots. Well, I do think the Cats program is entertaining. I sort of find his but it's look like of second hand. Di- I find it's his look of disinterest kind of entertaining where i'm sort of like what is going on here <laughs> and it's right. it just almost it's almost campy in, well, in the way like, that it's entertaining <laughs> like madam web maybe he's tricking uh, yeah. all of us it's like and he's dakota actually... johnson <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's like but my mom was bitten by a spider and it's just like he... you were sleeping with my mom when she was researching spiders <laughs> in the amazon or yes, something exactly right? <laughs> yes <laughs> And that's he has like the the like acting flair of and I love him because he's cut my hair once. Um, I also adore him. But yes, and, and I love her. I, she is amazing. She yes, is she's so amazing. Yeah. She's a new pair skater. She's so good. She's so committed. Yes. And I love that like they're skating to cats because she wants to. I think that's very sweet. And you can tell that that's why they're skating to cats. I heard she that wants he to. suggested it. Yeah, I Ashley told me that he suggested it. Yes. Someone reached out to me on Twitter and said that he suggested it. Did they work for the ISU awards? They were Swiss. <laughs> it was a Swiss and they were a bot. And a bot. It was a Swiss bot. It was AI. I should have known. I should have known. It was broken English. None of it made sense. <laughs> it was Alexia it Paganini. Swissbot.ai at twitter.com. Yeah. Okay. Can we just like not, we don't need to go over who won what or whatever, I do feel like it is weird to have the ISU awards. I think that's a very odd thing to take place. And I'm glad it never happened when we were all competing. Because you wouldn't win. Well, because I wouldn't win. Or whatever you nominated yourself (laughs) for last week. It was a thing when I was competing. It was? How did it make you feel? Um, Were you nominated? Yeah, for best costume. I didn't have anything to do with it. It was not too. But. Yeah, oh, but it, that's that's it was very my deserved. Dress. You always had great costumes. I that's will true. say that that was deserved, if I do say so myself. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> also, I feel like the nominations are pulled from current top. At, like we're not looking at a whole field; we're looking at totally. a pool of a couple people, and so it. We're I think at it top three. Yeah, it loses some merit in that case for me. I don't really pay attention to who wins things. I just, if I see it casually on social media, but it was supposed to be, the first one was going to be at Montreal worlds. There was like an in-person banquet and skate Canada athletes all had like dresses made for it. And there was like a red carpet. It was going to be this whole big thing. And then, you know, that worlds didn't happen. So now they're doing whatever they do in Switzerland, I guess. Oh my God. I forgot. This is Montreal part do. Yeah. Yeah. This is the makeup worlds from COVID yeah. worlds. Wow. And also, mm-hmm. shame on me. I completely, I absolutely knew that you skated through the Beijing Olympics. In my mind, <laughs> everything ends as soon as I retire. I go, what? Well, we all quit. You know what? Me? In my mind, I retired when COVID happened. So it's fine. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait. Can I ask you, as somebody who trained in COVID and has mm. competed at multiple Olympics and you've had your, like, the normal Olympic experience and the COVID Olympic experience experience Mm -hmm. um 
what was first of all training in COVID like? One, when you had no idea when you were going to compete again, and two, once you got to an Olympics, what your whole Olympic experience was like, and how did it compare to one of your previous ones? Yeah, um, trying to figure out how how much I'm going to give you on this answer, how deep we're going to get. Um, COVID was hard, I think, for everybody in that we had no idea when we were going to get back on the ice and dependent on what region you lived in, mm. you could have got back on maybe earlier or maybe later. And it was hard to watch your peers and competitors get back and not be able to train and also yeah. hard to try to keep it in perspective that, you know, people are dying and there are bigger totally. things than me going back to figure skating. Mike's grandma died of COVID in the first two weeks. So we had a very quick picture of, um, kind of what this is and the magnitude of, of what all of that meant. Um, once we did get back to training, um, our competitions in Canada were just canceled one after another, after another. And we respected that opinion or we totally, respected yeah. that fact because they were trying to keep us safe and trying to do the right thing. But also we knew that we were coming into a world championships where we were going to qualify Olympic spots. Mike and I were the number one Canadian team. So we knew that a lot of that responsibility, most of that responsibility would fall on us. Mm -hmm. And we were seeing our competitors from different countries being able to do their Grand Prix um, just with no audience and to go to their nationals and to do all of these things. And so our first competition was Worlds and we didn't know if we were going to be able to go until very close to it. So it just mm -hmm. was a stressful experience in that for me, I am... Uh, very type A, I like to know what's happening. I like to make a plan and you just can't do that. Mm -hmm. So it just was, it was frustrating to continually work for something that you don't know is going to happen or not. And then there's that entire outside piece of trying to control everything that you can't really control. And that kind of taking an effect on your mental health as well. Mm -hmm. And um, COVID Olympics, I will say China did a remarkable job. We were in a bubble, but it didn't feel like a bubble because it was so big. Mm -hmm. I was feeling badly for athletes who this was their only Olympic experience because their families couldn't come. And that was a big deal for me. Not a big deal for everybody, I'm sure. But for me, all of my, my parents and my sister came to the previous two that I had done. And obviously there were people in the stands. And so just having a total stark opposite um, experience was it just when you have something to compare it to you, it's to compare it to, it's just not as good, right? Like maybe mm -hmm. if it was my first one, I wouldn't have noticed that, but because I had that really great experience of the previous two, um, it was just more difficult. It was I mean, hard. It was just so bizarre. I mean, but you know, so like, weird. Can you believe iconic... it happened? It's just so weird. No. no. I mean, I, I couldn't believe because I was there with Mariah that like That's I was right. like this is like the like going to a senior B except everyone's in shape yeah <laughs> and more stressed yeah except people are making it to the end of their long <laughs> right nobody's tired <laughs> and the testing every day like it's just such a crazy experience mm -hmm. um yeah it was just so wild for me um I was really pushing it to skate at that point. I think mm -hmm. that was just really for Mike. I was done mm -hmm. much before. It was really difficult for me to just skate at all. And so I was just like trying to see the finish line and think in hindsight, 
I don't know if I would have, I would have done things differently if I could have, I guess, but I did really my best with kind of what I had at the time. And I just like jokes aside, also think of my career ending before COVID because it's just uh-huh. easier yeah. for me that way. Oh, that yeah, would have, yeah. COVID would have retired me immediately. Really? Like, yeah, I, cause I feel like we all were kind of on the same skating life pattern. And yeah. when I retired in 2018, like I was pulling myself through those seasons like mm. by after 26 my career ended in 2016 okay and great I was just like by that last year lacing up promising myself I only had to do this a couple more times and if mm. I had to train through COVID I don't like skating enough to do that no like I I just couldn't imagine having to show up for another person also I, I just that would be so overwhelming to me I was so amazed with every single athlete who competed in Beijing yeah it was and skating similarly I the day we you know we were supposed to go to worlds or or um listed on the world team and the day after my long program I woke up and I just couldn't believe my good luck that I would never have to do it again and I have chills. Yes. Continued yes. to wake up like that for, I'm going to say three months and it's not an exaggeration. And so it was challenging because Mike really wanted to go to worlds and, um, I just, I couldn't do it. And I, you know, I like to think I would do anything for Mike. He's been such an incredible partner to me, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't give him that. And so it was the absolute right choice. We, we would find out a couple weeks later or even less probably that Russia would not be in the competition, which obviously, and, and the Chinese as well, which obviously would have an effect on um, our event. <laughs> I mean, all events, but our event, the top five are Russian and Chinese. So it really affects the, it shakes up the pair event a lot. And mm-hmm. for me still, there was no regret. I just couldn't, just couldn't do it anymore. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I remember like, so I'm curious when you skated at the Olympics, I guess you didn't have that like moment of like okay this is the last one um, i'm not ever doing a competition again not really no i remember doing like yeah. my like my 45 minute warm-up like like in korea and was like <laughs> it will not matter if your knees hurt in the afternoon no <laughs> you, way you will be fine that's so str- i guess yeah because i didn't have that me. either i didn't have that I don't think I would have been able to handle that. Well, I knowing told, that it's the last one. I told myself that I was not retired. Like I repeated that after I had that, like you know, one intrusive thought, and was like, "No, you're going to Worlds. You're going to skate next season." Oh wow! Because I I had to not like um, I I couldn't take that pressure of like mm-hmm. there's only one more. Couldn't I did handle that, that whole season, which is such a mistake. That's maybe something I would change. Was, this is the last Cape Canada. This is the oh, last I, yeah, and no, just... I was like, I, everything I did was like, I'll be here next year. I'll do it again. Because then all of a sudden it was like, okay, great. Well, there's no pressure. Yeah. People kept trying to talk me out of that. And it just was, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard because you're like reasoning with yourself and you're like, <sighs> I don't yeah. know about this. <laughs> I remember <laughs> seeing really you hard. in the lounge on the way home, Adam, and saying, are you coming to Worlds? Because Mike and I were, and I like being around you. And you were like, God, no. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I was like, really? It's in Italy. It's going to be so fun. No. <laughs> no. no. no I, re- I remember um, Raphael, like right before he left, 
uh, he like he was getting on a bus and he's like, so when you come home, this is what your training thing was like. And I like took him by the hands and it was like, Raphael. No, <laughs> he goes, thank God. <laughs> no, He was like, what do you mean? No. I was like, oh, I mean, no means no. <laughs> and so, consent. yeah. If, <laughs> I consent. I do not to know. consent to training anymore. Yeah, no. I think it was like after. I. I mean, in the same way where it was like I didn't know it was the last time, but like when I was done, I was like, oh, this was like, we're done. <laughs> You're done. Goodbye. You're done. <laughs> that's enough. Especially when it's a good. I mean, you had such a great Olympics. I feel like that's easy to. Yeah. Easier because you did it all. You did everything. Yeah. You had a good way to go. That was yeah. nice. Thank you. That was nice. Good for you. <laughs> Maybe I'd get an I, ISU um, award. I drove home from California sobbing the entire way. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. I was it's just going to say, drive. we both fell on a throw at the Olympics. Not just me. Me and Mike fell on a throw. That's how our last one went. So, same. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Which, how by did, the did way. he just, like, throw? I'm trying to remember that. It yeah. was a wonky throw, wasn't it? Yeah. Obviously. He he kind of fell as he was throwing. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. No, yeah. it was a normal throw. Not <laughs> no, ideal. it was fine. Just like he went down. Speaking <laughs> of adrenaline, we've done that twice in competition and never not one time in practice. Oh, in really? Ten years of skating together, never not one time in practice. Twice in competition, one at the Olympic Games. <laughs> I completely wow. believe that. I weird stuff happens when weird you're like your brain chemicals when you're are not messed like up. Ashley Wagner and you don't speed up. Yeah, weird <laughs> stuff does happen. I rotate triple triples. <laughs> I don't do that in practice. Let me tell you. That's not, not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can't believe the Beijing Olympics happened. Um, and I want to talk about something else I can't believe. Mm. Last week I went to <clears throat> my grandparents came to town and my mom had my brother and me over for dinner. And my like brother and his fiance made the food. And then my mom is like, I have a really special dessert for everyone. And she brings out this like <gasps> strawberry, strawberry cake? shortcake. Wait, did she know? No. Was this a pointed <laughs> reference? Are you kidding me? She did not know. And I launched into my whole story. I have seven people eating out of the palm of my hand in my mind. That's amazing. Um, telling this entire story of the most unbelievable doping case of all time. Um, And this podcast is this recording is well timed because Kirsten, obviously you were on the team in Beijing and they announced that they are the court announced that they, quote unquote, are, you know, accepting the appeal to hear it. um, Mm -hmm. Canada's appeal to change the standings. Mm -hmm. Where are we on that math now? Still the same (laughs) (laughs) math still hasn't changed for anyone in the room. Yeah, no, the, I mean, for me, the math is still mathing. I don't know. Yeah, we've had some, some math related conversations on this, on this podcast, and I'm confused about how the ISU is going to win that one. There's no way. They can't because they'd be breaking their own rules, which would actually disqualify them from getting an ISU award. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that when Luna Hendricks wins best costume. They want to be- win best organizing committee well, for foul play. <laughs> I think they've got a ways to go to win best, best organizing committee followers. after this. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. I mean, it would make sense to me if they did it kind of uniform through all of the kind of facets of this, I don't know, situation or this case where yeah. if 
Europeans, they removed her, but they left everybody else in the same spot, then I would get why they did that for the team event. But that doesn't make any sense. Like if you remove first place, somebody should move up to first place. Mm-hmm. Which is and how the right. rules say Are it's written. going Which to is happen. Which is why they followed those rules when they had to follow them. Right. It also is the only case that I know where somebody from a team gets disqualified, but the whole team doesn't get disqualified. Okay, this is, yes, I because one, it's a team event. Right. (laughs) Right? Period. Done. That's me as a lawyer (laughs) going in going, isn't it a team event? I rest my case. (laughs) Dessert, anyone? Yeah, we were talking about, well, we were talking about this because I think I don't, I'm not saying it's right, but they do write the way that they have the rules written do allow for them to like disqualify her and not disqualify the whole team because they've written it that way. So that's not really against the rules. I don't know that it's right. It's just not really against the rules. And it's kind of like comparing it to, I don't know, a relay where someone's passing another person the baton. It's like she's doing two self-contained programs and her performance has no effect on, you know, how the ice dancers do or anybody else. Um, but then, it, it, but you wouldn't even qualify without her scores for. So it is kind of like a relay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you wouldn't have. Yeah, like would they have? I don't even know what their their point total would have been. Like they honestly might have made the free skate without her short program. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they sure. probably they would have. They probably yeah, would have. They probably. might have. That's not. I'm not mad about that. That doesn't bother me. I guess why I bring it up is it's like another facet of why. Like we have so many avenues of why this doesn't make sense. Yes. Um, that being one of them. But I totally, totally am fine with them keeping the team involved. It just, now we're just making stuff up, right? Like, this is a right. rule we made. We are. Yeah, we're making oh. strawberry desserts. Up. <laughs> up. I just, uh when I make the strawberry shortcake, I just, I can't remember to clean the cutting board. I always forget that I'm going <laughs> to smash all my pills on it, and then I'm going to kind of mix the flour in with um, all of my pills. I forget that I'm going to do that. But yeah. it's so hard for me to remember because I have to take that long train. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have to put the dessert into the refrigerator, and then I forget about it even more. And my favorite- Which we all know I don't even believe exists. That is my favorite part of <laughs> Ashley talking about this, going- yeah, well, and they have to prove that there's even refrigerators on trains. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think that that's a very reasonable thing to be suspicious of. Yes. When have you seen a fridge for personal use on a train? I thought the story was that she asked, she you know, the staff of the train to like, they're using like the break room, mm-hmm. whatever. Or like, I mean, obviously there are now refrigerators. Now you want me to believe that there's a break room on the train, Sarah. Obviously there are refrigerators on trains because they serve you like food in the n- nice ca- carriages of a train, right? Well, could you imagine going up and saying, oh, that strawberry dessert in that fridge No, so I can't Can I imagine buy that. that? Like, no, sorry. That's a passenger's. But wait, I'm so curious, like in your mind, what the fridge looks like, because I'm seeing okay. that you're seeing like a glass front Starbucks line, not like <laughs> KitchenAid in the back in like a staff no. only room with the couch. No, this makes no sense. But it's like, you know, when you get on Amtrak and you go and there's like where all the bags get put up. I'm imagining in one of those little cubbies, there's, there's a just fridge. like a white, a white fridge air, like, like a mini, mini fridge. fridge. A college mini fridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Exactly. It's not believable. That's why I can't well, believe it. Yeah, that version okay. is absolutely not believable. None of this is believable, though. That's None of it is believable, but specifically my version of her lie is not believable. Kirsten, yeah. did you feel like everyone in Canada expected them to just give not give but like change the results to have Canada in the bronze position and everyone was shocked that they didn't do that or was everybody there not surprised I feel like I was shocked that they did that yeah I was shocked. it felt so obvious to me that they would move Russia off the podium I had a lot of people talking to me about it oh my god are you gonna get a medal tomorrow and I was very much like who knows really with all of this who knows who knows if it's not gonna be another 12 months and then before I went to bed I saw something on social media about an American journalist who had received the news that the USA won the gold medal. And so I thought, okay, now probably yes, like they're Mm going to announce it tomorrow. But if USA wins gold, which they absolutely should, then Japan wins silver and and Canada wins bronze. And then I woke up and rolled over and looked at my phone on Twitter and saw it. It was probably like 5.30 a.m. I was just like, oh, I'm on Pacific time. So it's already happened. And I see it and I'm just... I think I my reaction was just like, yeah, of course, and just rolled back over yeah, and went yeah. to bed. You know, it just unfortunately is um, not surprising, though I did expect it. And it it really, there was a lot of talk amongst the Canadian team that the actual team event team had a meeting with um, Skate Canada. And um, there's a lot of talk about how people feel about the appeal having an effect on the other teams who deserve to have their medal already. And I think the general consensus is that that is true, but it can coexist with it. It's irresponsible and immoral to walk away from something like this because it's not right. And for me, it's less about a medal for myself. It doesn't change my life. A bronze medal at at this Olympics really doesn't change my life at all. Truly it doesn't, Mm -hmm. especially two years after, but the just letting them get away with this again when we have so many cases of knowing that this exists it's just frustrating as an athlete and i'm athlete anymore but i feel for people who will have to compete against other athletes when you just know that there's been so much discrepancy in this area Mm -hmm. and it's not fair and it's discouraging and i had um like i have lived experience not as much as adam definitely coaching mariah in beijing but I wasn't a part of the women's event, obviously, but knowing Madeline Skeezus very well and knowing what her mindset is going into that Olympics, it's just not fair for her one and only Olympics so far and mm-hmm. for Mariah's one and only Olympics and so many of the other girls that that's the mindset that they have to tackle and deal with on top of how difficult it already is to compete your best at an Olympic Games. And yeah. it's true that she's a minor and it's true that the superiors are so responsible, but unfortunately all of us, all three of us and probably not Olympic champion, Sarah Hughes have been Mm -hmm. geared our whole lives to know that you just can't put stuff in your body when you don't know what it is. And Sarah's never followed that rule. (laughs) (laughs) She went to the university of Georgia. It's, it's it's one of the requirements to graduate. Yeah, my throat's closing up again. <laughs> it's just not, it's not our fault yeah. that systemically it's so different over there. It's just mm-hmm. not. Well, and to your point, I feel like when you were, even when you were just talking about Beijing and how 
without the families that felt like a muted version of the Olympic experience to you. I always think about the skaters in that women's event and how on top of the not having the normal Olympic experience with fans and friends and family, you also have your entire event overshadowed by this girl who has done something wrong or someone around her has done something wrong. And you feel all of a sudden like you're a not on a level playing field and B like all the attention is on someone else. And it's the only thing you're being asked about either. You don't even get to enjoy your own Olympic moment because you're, it's been hijacked by this situation. Like that always really bothered me during the games and after is the experience that it kind of robbed all of them they couldn't be celebrated they couldn't be celebrated for what they independently had accomplished and achieved by reaching that level of sport and it's so for i think for all of us just watching that happen it's i think the point that you bring up kirsten is just that it's so unfair and it's unfair on so many levels. It's unfair that she was put in that position and Absolutely. that can exist while also looking at this and being like, this is so unfair to the other athletes that she is being prioritized and her experience is being supported in some way simply because she is a minor. Mm-hmm. She should be protected. She should never have been put in that position. But at the same time, all the other athletes deserve to feel like they are competing under the same set of circumstances as everyone else. Uh, and then every single question you're being asked is about Camilla. I, I mean, that just, that took away from the experience, I'm sure. One thing that added to the experience was that Mariah didn't know everything that was going on. It um, is such a bubble. And, I know the um, story you're about to tell, and it's my favorite. Please carry on. So, like, <laughs> she was being, she was going into the mix zone, as you do when you're at an Olympics. You go into the mix zone every time there's a, like, you're done with a practice, especially closer to your event. And there's always a, a bunch of journalists there. Um, and one of the journalists said, "If y- would you ever share a glass of water with your grandfather? <laughs> and Mariah said, yeah, of course I would. <laughs> and they said, wouldn't you be afraid of contamination? And Mariah said, no, I wasn't raised in a barn. <laughs> and then left. And I went, that's so Bad. fierce. Because <laughs> you were not raised in a barn. Yeah, that's so true. You were raised in Texas near barns, but you knew yeah. that you could barn still adjacent. drink. Yes, you could still share a glass of water. <laughs> without fear of contamination yes yeah, which that's, is yeah that's but totally i fair. i mean i think that um really this like team event in court has no the the isu is just they can't win this case and i think now it looks it will look so bad that like they've been taken to court which they will and should be mm-hmm. um and they'll lose Mm-hmm. They will. It was so funny to me to read, okay, there's been four appeals taken up on this case, and one of them is Canada, and the other three are Russia, saying, yeah. Bring, <laughs> we deserve gold. Put it back. <laughs> Which Put is just back. incredible. You can't make and... it up. You truly, you just can't make it up. No, because it would sound fake. Yes. No. <laughs> Correct. Because a lot of it is. You know okay. what well, sucks for me? I mean, a lot of things suck in this situation, but... Um, 
having an experience on a podium at the Olympics, which I know both of you can attest to as well, is the cool part. Like having the physical medal is not the cool part. Yeah, that makes me so mad that they don't get that moment. Even even if it's an you know, even if somehow it's in Paris totally. or a couple years like the moment is standing on the Olympic podium fresh after you accomplish this huge thing. The medal, my medal is in a sock somewhere in this house and no I idea. don't know where. Yeah. No idea where it is, but it's in this house. That's all I know. But the memory of standing on the podium is the by far coolest thing I've ever accomplished. And years down the road, getting this moment, absolutely, it's going to be a huge, a huge moment, but it's not the same. And that's what makes me mad for the athletes is it's not going to be that same huge moment that they deserve. I think that, um, I mean, I can't speak for any of the American or Japanese athletes, but I am willing to imagine that all of them would wait and oh, would want yeah. to when wait. When you said that you guys even had that conversation. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I'm like, that's no. That's not what they're thinking Every, about. They've no. already waited. Everybody's going to want to have that podium they want like, all together. They want the podium that mm. deserves to be there. Well, they yeah, want it to I be fair. That's, where... that's the whole point. Yeah. They want all of it to be fair, not part of it. It should all be right and fair. So and yes. I don't think anyone's no, worried about no. waiting And I think longer. the silver and hopefully bronze lining for you will be that um, you'll get to have your family there for an award ceremony. And I, I think that it's going to be one of the most special. I, obviously, it's going to it's not the same, but I think it will be a really special, incredible moment because also you'll get to go to whatever Olympics that is. Um, <laughs> if it's not Paris, Paris would be nice. Paris would be nice. Court it, cases Paris is take soon, a minute. Though. Yeah, yeah. Paris is soon. Yeah. But I can. It's not impossible to believe that it could be in Milan, yeah. and it would be back at a Winter Games, and it, it'll just the response I can imagine that you'll receive from like the audience and from the you know from everyone being there, and you'll have your families there. Like it will be. It, it'll be amazing. I'm putting that out see. into the ether. Yeah, great. Put it out. And I'll I mean, it might be resolved by on. Paris, these appeals. It might be resolved by Paris. These appeals are a lot more simple than... Really? Well, appeals are, are much simpler. The, like, these are so straightforward to, to my eye as, again, not a lawyer, but... Um, but should have gone to law school. Thank it's you. essentially... Thank you. It's essentially... Like, we're just looking at the rule books. They're going to have yeah. these three arbiters... Well, they haven't technically decided they're doing arbitration, but they'll have three arbiters that just kind of look at the rules, essentially. They'll let each of them make arguments, but there's not... It's pretty black and white and It's not like the Camilla thing where they're trying to let her sort of exhaust all possibilities to prove her case. Um, It's like, was the right procedure followed here or not? It's... The content already exists. I mean, that maybe that's wishful thinking, but it should not take that long Mm -hmm. they're usually quicker on appeals than they are on the original i mean i understand your hesitancy because i'm like okay see you guys next year that's (laughs) (laughs) i'll just keep checking (laughs) x.com i'm a little pessimistic i think in this area usually i think i'm an optimist but it's just it's been a long time of just yeah 
procedures and and having a date where things are going to come out and then they don't and then it's mm -hmm. you know x amount of months later and so well it's for it your just... own sanity that you just don't think about it too much and it just totally. when it happens it happens and then you don't need to think about it totally yeah. Well, I'm really excited for you to find out that you win the bronze from Christine Brennan on text.com. So. <laughs> yeah, she's always the first one. It's, if you go right when you said American source. journalist, we all were like, yes, Christine Brennan. You mean yeah, my ears American journalist, up. Christine Brennan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> World renowned American journalist. <laughs> Truly. Uh, um, so that's, you, that's how you find out stuff, honestly. I Christine mean, that's how Brennan. we found out kind of everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Was online. Yeah. That's the end of my sentence. Um, so this is what I wanted to say. So um, one, we love that you've been on this podcast. You're an you're an amazing expert, um, and we do need you to be back on again. I love um, that your dog has been on this podcast for most yes. of the last hour, and also. so obedient. Yeah, I love that she insisted on being a part. She of this really podcast. did. She yes. said, yeah. "I must be there and also get me a haircut." <laughs> Yes. Oh, I want to. To anyone listening, too. just imagine the most adorable <laughs> dog you possibly could. If you follow me, you've seen it. <laughs> I think everybody listening probably does. Yeah. It, well, it's required much, now, probably. so you must. Yeah. Um. So in in our podcast, if you have listened before, you we love trivia, and I felt like we should ask you three important trivia questions on yourself. Okay. Okay. okay? I'm going to start with the softball. Okay. How many Olympic Games have you competed in? Three. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> this is going great. I knew that one. That's in, that's in um, the bio I send to people. That's how I know that one. <laughs> and that's, I'm actually reading it right now. I'm going, <laughs> spell your whole name. Um, now, how many medals in total have you won on the Grand Prix? Oh, God. Um, that's how long not a number. And God can't help you. How long do I have figured out? Okay. <laughs> we'll give you uh, 15 seconds. Three. 14. 13. Yeah, Adam, do you have Jeopardy music 12, on that soundboard? Yeah, that's 11. what's playing right now. Or the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's been Ten? about 15 seconds. 10? Tw 10? No. And <laughs> that's kind of embarrassing that you'd even what's think you'd have that not as many few. as you have that few how many how many do i have you have 12 medals on the grand prix in total. okay i'm gonna add that to the bio and then i'll know it also yes it's yeah a, it's a great tidbit <laughs> it's like a good two, bullet point two more questions <laughs> okay how many national titles do you have four that's correct you really needed to think about that for a second I, well, you know, which I is fierce when i got the one before wrong <laughs> now she's doubting herself it's three because they forget about dylan so i wasn't sure well, also i feel like this is supposed to be increasing in difficulty and i wanted you just to... gave her a very difficult question prior to that yeah well, you did no that's how you play the mental warfare of trivia where you ask a hard question early to make them doubt themselves did you oh, see how she paused you know, on her national titles it worked because yeah. she was doubting herself yeah. Well, that's what this podcast is known for. Mental warfare. Mental warfare. <laughs> Go on, Adam. That's and how the three of us became friends. <laughs> Mental <Yeah>. warfare. <laughs> um, your I final question. Club? Absolutely. Yes. If you're ready to throw down and ask the tough questions of how many national titles do you have? <laughs> um, your last one have 16? 
17 she actually. She does famously. And she keeps winning. <laughs> you just keep winning. on adding to it. Yeah. Yeah. She does keep winning. She I, earns she earns another national title every time we mention the number of national titles she has <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. I'll give and, her one for her roller skating videos, honestly. Yes, exactly. Deserve. She's still competing. Yeah. In theory. For our yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, for an embassy spot. Um, <laughs> your final question is, how many Canadian national medals do you have in total? Okay, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, 13 now. <laughs> yeah, you're you're losing time. 10. Nine. You're talented, but you weren't that talented. <laughs> you have eight. Okay. <laughs> um, can I count? Um, yes. COVID year which got canceled, but I won challenge the time before that. That's what I was doing in my head. That's how I got nine. Oh, so you added a ch- uh, you added challenge on your Wikipedia no, I didn't. page. I just, it has a giant C for canceled. I just am. Uh, incorrect and i'm trying to make myself less incorrect mm-hmm. see for cake because that's when the strawberry cake was see, being made i hope it's see for cake and not canceled no yeah because i think so what i'm seeing is you have um two bronze medals and three golds with michael and then with dylan you have one gold and you have two silvers yeah that sounds right oh i was really worried that you didn't get any silvers it's good to know that you have a complete set. no that's good i, I was nervous yeah. about that too yeah Dylan and i frequented the silver with um megan and eric just always close but not uh, quite there yes. yeah the yeah, good old I days could, i couldn't say the same thing about me and nathan chen it was <laughs> he was there but i was miles away yeah but you sort of were <laughs> frequenting silver and i was I mean, in your own in way the same also, you beat nathan chen when you won nationals that's so true do you and throw it in his face ever you should every day i actually <laughs> send him a dm on instagram every day and go remember when you lost loser <laughs> big fat was he, loser was he injured that year no. How dare you? In the gala afterward. Yeah, he broke. That's what it was. That's like, what it was. Yes. Can I get kudos for remembering that? Yes. Yes. Somebody you got you kudos so just for showing up because you <laughs> yeah. are so incredible, and yes. we are so lucky to have a two-time Olympic medalist, future Olympic medalist <laughs> on, on the podcast. Yes, I we am are. representing Canada in court. Also, now that you are here, you are good friends with Maddie Skeezus. Did she steal that dress design from that collegiate skater or did she not? Um, this is my favorite story of the season, actually. Yeah, mine too. And, um, <laughs> We're still following it closely with zero updates. Yes. And Maddie zero research. also thinks it's hilarious. And though she had no idea about that dress, she goes along with the narrative because she's funny. So, I mean, good, good. Yeah. Yes. Wait, we did say at some. I, did we say on this podcast that there was someone at our meet and greet yes. at nationals who knew her or knew the collegiate skater? Yes. Okay. No we already said knew the the owner of the original dress. Right. Right. The one. She's the, the owner of a dress <laughs> that is blue. <laughs> I was disappointed that Maddie changed her dress, and now we don't have the stolen dress anymore. She's not wearing it anymore. Um, oh, she got a new one for Four Continents, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, she stole yeah. a different it's dress. It's red. It's the same dress, but red. Mm-hmm. She well, couldn't handle the pressure of wearing a stolen dress. Much. She put it, she put it yeah. in a hot tub of writ dye, like they do on TikTok, and just came out. It's red now. So she's like, yeah. I didn't steal it. It's red. Yeah, we How all I did that during this? COVID. <laughs> I feel Maddie is so relatable because she did that last year, too, where she felt like 
program wasn't didn't have a good run once or so and then she got a new dress because that's gonna no, make I, it better and i adopt the same mentality so i appreciate me too that. oh yeah i did that in 2018 i think i had four long program dresses and i competed four times <laughs> how many it's, long it's programs very... did you have that year though how many long two. programs she had two, two long programs two. that year i had two i did yeah, it's very. But one doesn't really. The count. costume is, you know, you know Barb Strain, Kirsten, Barb know- Strain, who works for CBC. Yes, of course. Yeah. Barb always says when people change their costumes or change their programs, but it's like the same layout or whatever. She always says like painting a house with a bad foundation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think changing a costume is a great strategy for mentally refreshing. Yeah. Sometimes yes. you just do need to paint the house. And yeah. you won't notice the foundation With as much. Lisa McKinnon specifically. <laughs> or Matthew Count. Sometimes exactly. with him, if we had an agreement, there would be a clause or whatever in it that halfway through the season, I'd get a new dress for one of the programs. And one year I liked both dresses so much that I couldn't decide which one I wanted to get a new dress for. But it wasn't because the program wasn't working. It was just because this was in my contract and I wanted a new pretty dress. I love that. That's a that genius idea. Yeah. I've I've changed costume mid-season. Like, um, I did it once because the costume was just, like, bad. And I had blue hair. And uh, that was also bad. But it was <laughs> the costume I blamed it on, not yeah. not the dye job. Which, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> um, and then um, at, uh, at Olympics, I wanted, because I was like, when people watch, they're just going to think that maybe they're watching me skate like the same program. And I'm like, I want to trick them. So I wanted to get a different costume for the team event. And then I would go back to do the individual. So I was like, I got you one. wanted so- to be a dancer. Yes. That's some ice dancer bullshit I wanted- that I That love. is some Tessa Virtue shit right there yeah i yep. wanted to go well it's an it's a different competition and i'm shaking it's a my new shoulders. day yes it's a new day it's a new dawn it's a new day and i'm feeling good Good. i'm feeling great <laughs> in a new costume i'm feeling great said michael buble <laughs> well this has been incredible and yeah. we would love to have you back um especially post worlds like yeah. it would be great to get um an expert's eye on what the hell happened over there should you, should you make predictions and then we see what happens should we all make predictions okay should we? Yeah. okay oh i'll make a prediction yeah. yeah okay sarah loves a prediction sarah loves to gamble that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> i actually hosted a baby shower yesterday and i did um super you bowl gambling so yeah, I, so I basically did, you know, like the Super Bowl squares that you can get um, mm-hmm. where you have like a number on the top and a number on the side and you pick a square that is, you know, it meets in the middle and you have one number on the top and one number on the side. Like and B12. Basically, yeah. N- yeah. So Like a bingo square, you mean? <laughs> sort of, yes. But imagine that it's just the numbers like zero through nine on the top and zero through mm-hmm. nine on the side. Mm-hmm. And so you pick your square and you pay for it. And let's say you have the numbers five and two. Then at the mm-hmm. end of each quarter of a football game, if these scores end in the numbers five and two, you win. Um, and you win like the biggest jackpot. If it's like the score at the end of the game ends up being like 25 to 12, then you would win. Okay. Okay. So I dive baby. Well, so for the baby I did, I took my friend's due date, her actual due date. And then I did days three days on either side Mm. later and earlier. And so that was on the top. And then on the side was like 
hour ranges during the day. And it was like guessing when the baby will be born. So everybody oh. could buy a square for $5 and guess oh, when they thought genius. the baby would be born. And then if you win, you get half of the pot and the other half is going to the couple having the baby. That's you fun. know, You know when your, your friend goes eight days past her due date, she's going to be pissed and she's going to blame you. Well, Did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> With Adam? With Adam's baby? No. Yes. Did you do that? Didn't Adam say you were going to have the no, baby No, I told later? Ashley, no. was like, when do you think I'm going to have the baby? And I gave like a, a 10 days after Ashley said, you and did. she you did. looked That's at right. me That's right. Thank you for reminding me. I have, I have honestly since blacked out the memory that Adam is the reason why I was so No, late. I knew it because you're too healthy. Your body was holding on to something. <laughs> that how that works? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And ask any pilgrim. They will tell you the same thing of a, a woman's body when it's too healthy. Well, no, that's not how it works. I'm making yeah. it up. Okay. Just no, I, I just, I'm stubborn. I'm the Russian all. team doctor, actually. Yes. <laughs> when a woman's body is too healthy, it will hold on to something it shouldn't have. A baby. Drugs. Strawberry shortcake. <laughs> a <Yeah>. dr- drugs. <laughs> In your bloodstream. Okay. Yeah. Damn okay. It. Make a prediction. Okay. Are we just predicting the winner? World's winner? Oh, I was I was thinking of top three in my head. Okay, let's do if top three. You can three. do a top three. Yeah. Okay. Should we make Kirsten go last so that we can't use her ideas yes. as our own ideas? Okay. I yeah. think because yeah. I'll be too tempted to do what she says. You yeah. should, honestly, I would copy you before I would copy me, probably. You being who? Um, Sarah. You're the <laughs> researcher. Oh my god! Not Adam or Ashley. Sorry. Don't. Yeah, not me. <laughs> Definitely not me. And I was trying. Yeah. Actually, maybe I shouldn't say that, or maybe I should. You should. Whatever it was you want to <laughs> say, say. It. you should say whatever you want. <laughs> I um never did this, but I was suggesting helping Ashley with her picks of pairs on the um, fantasy draft because the first couple weeks were painful as a listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And you know it what? It was bad. Not as a competitor, it, was it helped. As a competitor <laughs> for me, um, yeah, it was very rough. I almost said, "Do you want me to pick for you?" I could pick. I could pick you a top <laughs> three in case Sarah and Adam pick for you. But I didn't do that. However, one time I did message her and say, "Ashley, you messed up. This was not." A good <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. She did. Just <laughs> the what? one time. I did. Um, you know. I'm not going to go first is basically okay. all I have to say. I'll go okay. first. All right. I'm going to say, okay, this is, I think, what I hope. Um, I'm going to go Deanna and Max. Um, I'm going to go the uh, Japanese world champions. And then I'm going to go um, the Georgian team. Mm. Yeah, I really like them. Wow, I really just went Haza and Veloda, and you, it's not going to happen, which it, it could. Don't listen to me. Well, and but you did that to th- all the Italian teams as well. Yeah, I'm I'm missing an Italian. You're missing an Italian? There's no, there's no room just when one. there's a Georgian. Okay, who should go next, Ashley or me? Ashley should. Okay. God damn it. Go ahead. She's <laughs> the most unqualified. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Deanna and Max definitely would be my top spot. And then after that, I am going to go. A lot I of filler words. 
<laughs> and after that, I very much do very much think. After that, I'm going kitty paws. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm going Japanese. <gasps> wow. Okay. Those are my picks. Wow. Okay. Well, then <laughs> we don't too. need. Wow. Okay. Sarah. I'm going also, with. That means it's not going to happen because I've spoken it into the universe. <laughs> I think Riku and Ryuchi are going to get it together and win. Mm-hmm. I love that. And Deanna and Max will get second. Mm-hmm. And Deanna does not love that. No. I'm really torn about third place. I'm tempted to go Haza and Velodin because we haven't mentioned them yet for mm-hmm. variety's sake because I, I could go five directions for third yeah, I was just thinking maybe I should change mine so we have more variety also. I think you should. <laughs> okay, but just know that if Ashley's right, that was my original. Yeah, we, no, it's it's if it's on I'm the record. Right, I win the entire season. No, it's all or nothing. That's still and it not only no, comes down that's to not pairs. True. That's not I love right. this game. It's you so know what? I You're think making that's it up. Almost that's almost fair because it's pairs and it's worlds. <laughs> and I'm it's the world almost tempted to give her the whole season if she wins this. So it's good to know that if that happens, two people agree to these terms. Okay. And no one else. Well, um, we're going to ask around. We're going to kind of pull some other people and see. Great. Yeah. We'll ask the IC what they think. Okay, Kirsten, who do you want to change in your picks? Um, I'm still going to go Max and Deanna mm-hmm. for first. I'm going to go Mini Nikita second. Mm-hmm. And Conti Machi third. Oh. Okay. Wow, you really I love Conti and Machi. Up. Me too. Me too. I love them. Yeah. I really want them wedding. to find Definitely a stride. Huh? They're my favorites, I think. Really? I really like watching What's them. Your, what makes them your favorite? Don't ask me those things on the spot. That's not a question because I don't agree. I'm just curious. No, I I actually really just love their maturity and their connection on the ice. Like it, mm. it really does feel like they are working with each other out on the ice. That you see them really performing as like one unit. I I really like that, and mm. just you can tell that there's some kind of connection there. I I yeah. watch pairs to like yeah, they're exes. buy into a fantasy. Right. Totally. Right. Yeah. I but I want to buy into the fantasy by tragedy. And, yeah. Aren't we all in some way? That's but true. you know, like, this is what I think. And I am a fortune teller. I do think that they are going to get back together. Great. Great. Love that for them. Don't love yeah. that for their current partners. I, yeah, Actually, I yeah, also true. feel like, <laughs> I, I feel so like what would happen. Up two if, partnerships. I feel like what would happen is they would get back together and then they would break up again and then they would break up on the ice As because it was too many breakups yeah. <laughs> one too many breakups many, yeah. yeah 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 i guess um only time will tell and only time will tell to see um how correct these predictions are so i have them written down so that um not only are they saved in an audio file on a but podcast are physical receipts they are like um they're on paper is what i'm saying Great. it's on paper okay it's is anyone document. gonna be in montreal Sarah. i will be great are you coming? Yeah. Great. <laughs> the run through pod meet and greet has turned into just me and Kirsten going to Montreal. 
probably our best representatives. Yes. <laughs> I feel good with that representation. Yeah, well, if if one of us gets the the pairs podium right, the other one will buy the drinks that day. Perfect. Well, guess I will be showing up to buy drinks. My bachelorette is directly after world. So if you want to show up to that too, feel free. Oh, great. Sure. You You can buy me the drinks there when I win. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you want someone there who you beat, you know, just as sort of a show of power at your bachelorette. Totally. The bachelorettes are strictly a show of power. Well, there's nothing more romantic than power. That's true. (laughs) Well, a show of it. Um, Okay, everyone. Good show. Great Good show. show. Kirsten, thank you so much. We thank love you. you. So thank much. you. And we are, we'll see you next time at the run through. The next time you're here, it's the the best. It will it's be not going to be long. Ever. We'll see you after your when you're in recovery from your bachelorette and you're ready yes. to talk worlds. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Literally anytime. Yes. <laughs> Truly. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.